Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week we cover the newest experimental patch, the result of the APAC All-Star Games, and even more Super Smash Rumors. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast gameplay section. Hope y'all are doing A-OK this week. Um, it seems like, in general, we are less apocalyptic in everything. There's a couple of things going on, but like, I mean, at least I can go outside and breathe and it's not smoky. Yeah, that's the biggest plus this week. It's We're not getting completely destroyed by the air quality uh, this week, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, I just hope that everything is okay for everybody else who is uh, dealing with the fires and trying to keep everything going in their favor. So um, yeah, good good luck to you guys. I hope everybody is safe. How's it going with you and, and life and gameplay and everything, Kevin? Um. Yeah, it's it's been going pretty well. I had to help a couple friends with a move this weekend, but um, these next couple weeks, I'm trying to get a lot more streaming done. Um, I am going to be doing a 24 hour stream pretty soon, um, and I'm gonna see if I can survive it. I, I've never done a full 24 hour stream ever, um, and I'm only doing console games. So um, I'm doing like anything that I have on the switch and then anything that I have on the PS4 as well. So those two, I'm essentially locking myself in a room, ordering pizza and whatever can be delivered to my door. Um, and just camping there for an entire day. So you're going to, if you do tune in, uh, we'll see me lose my sanity over the course of the day. But, um, (laughs) that that's the joy of watching this. Like it's, it's fun watching players, not only like lose their lose their mind over the course of the entire program, but also like um, how far they get and what they could actually do with it. You know, Kevin's gonna have cabin fever. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. See, I'm, my parents uh, would never let me do that. They'd like yell at me if I even like if I even thought of doing something like this. Like, what are you doing with your time? This is stupid. Like, go do something. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to build a little bit of a reputation before I have to go back to real life work and stuff. Um speaking of which, I did get confirmation that I'm starting up my new job uh sometime Ooh, either this week or next week, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> congrats, congrats. I finally played Among Us. I didn't realize it was a phone mm. game. It is a mobile game. I didn't I didn't realize that. I thought it was like a Steam thing. Yeah, they, they have a version on Steam where you could customize a little bit more, but there is a free-to-play phone version which does work with the regular like which does work with PC players. Um so yeah, if you if you don't want to buy it on, on the con or buy it on your PC, you can buy it on your or you get it on your phone. You just have to deal with ads, but it's really not that bad. I just kept I kept getting killed. Like I'm just doing my own thing and like an admin swiping the card and then boom. Death. Yeah. 
Um, I played for the first time with one of my friends uh, for his birthday. He's like, hey, who wants to play Among Us for my birthday? And like, we got a solid like eight people in the lobby. And I I knew that he he's new. So I was like, oh, we have to turn on a couple things to make it, you know, as close to the original game as possible. And then we could go try hard. Because like the group that I play with, it's like insanely knowledgeable. They're like, <laughs> they know everything about the map. They're like, no, there's no way you were here. Cause like you, if you got a kill there, he could have vented up there. So there's no way that he was in that same spot. Like, he, like everybody's like, no, 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 there, there's no way he could have been here X, Y, and Z. Or like, you definitely pulled off this kill. There was no way how you could have done this. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, I just want to make this simple for, for the birthday boy. Okay. Just like, just be like, I saw you do it. Okay. We vote. Right. Like, um, we had to make it like easy to digest because the other group plays at such a high level that sometimes it just ruins the fun a little bit. See, I always died at the very beginning, so it's just like, okay, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna float through the walls and and do my thing, do my tasks. Yeah, just get your tasks done. If you're if you're dead, make sure you do your tasks. I, I called an emergency meeting to to do that. Uh, <laughs> Also, I've, I've been doing it on stream and I put on like viewer rewards for them to like sabotage my gameplay. Uh, it gets fun, but at the same time, it like lends myself out to like places that I don't want to be. Um, like one of them is um, you have to prioritize a certain person or do a task, a specific task. So like you just see me like uh, some like emergency thing will be going off, right? And then somebody will just put in you know, a task that's on the opposite side of the map. So I'm like, oh shit, I'm like intentionally throwing this. <laughs> like, I just hope that somebody gets here and I'm going to be super sus. Um, like, why aren't you doing this? Or why aren't you anywhere close? Or why aren't you even running to the correct direction? I'm like, guys, I got to be a reward. I had to, I had to go do, do this one. They're like, oh, we don't believe you. <laughs> just get murdered for no reason. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's it's just like mafia. You can actually now play on the internet. It's it's mafia for the COVID days. Yeah, it, it's really nice in that fact. So if you do want to play um, a little bit more, make sure that you have you know a solid amount of friends. If you don't have friends, you could do the murder mission or the the knife murder mode where you just um, how can I describe it? You you, you just don't have turn friends. the. Or, yeah, if you don't have a lot of friends, like, you know, if you play, like, a regular Among Us game requires you to at least have, like, maybe seven or eight people. Um, the the modified version of that is to like, make cooldowns, like, 10 seconds. Everybody's running at, like, super fast speeds. Um, and then the only way how to, like, find the killer is to, like, see him kill somebody and then go and hit the report button. All right, so I know I had a busy weekend. I know you had a busy weekend, Kevin. Um, but this weekend, well, thankfully, this weekend was was the Asian All-Stars match. So um, while there was a lot, there was a, it wasn't super consequential, but it was, in general, fun to watch. Um, so, I mean, there was so much, like, just weirdness going on. Like, we had our different All-Star challenges. The Roll-Stars were announced, and we had the actual... Um, all-star competition i watched almost everything the only thing i didn't watch was the uh the talent takedown because i have no idea who the asian talent stars are um 
I hope our listeners do not hate us for that. Um, so it was a pretty, it was Achilles and Wolf for six hours casting all these weird, wonky, um, different kinds of modes. We had the Winston skill challenge mode, the Genji skill challenge, the um, who is meta challenge, the Wittermaker 1v1 showdown, and the Ana skill challenge. So each one of these was mostly a 4v4, uh, a four player matchup, except for the Ana skill challenge, which was nine and then turned into the top four. Let's just go through all of these um, in the order that they were broadcast to us. Um, but before we do start, I do want to say, I do think this was really, really hastily thrown together. I don't think that um, they did the best that they could with the production on this. Um, Achilles and Wolf didn't know all the details beforehand, so that's just a sign of pure communication. And I don't know why this happened but there was just so much dead time in between like the start of the events just everything it was just a lot of dead air where Achilles and Wolf did the best they could to fill um shouldn't like we'll get to it later but the widow 1v1 was two hours long did not have to be a two hour long stream for that um but anyway so the Winston skill challenge you had Fearless, Gesture, Gushui, and Mono playing against each other. On this one, it was a 1v1. Each Winston has one ball. Um, it's, I believe it was like single Elim. First to get the ball into the the hole gets a point and you, up to two points. Um, it was Fearless versus Gesture in the first matchup. Um, Gushui versus Mono in the second one. Um, pretty much it felt, it was... It was the exact same thing for both of these first two matches. Um, one player gets the ball in first. The other player like accidentally knocks their ball out of the ring to give the other one a point. Um, Gesture wins the first round. Uh, Gushui won the second round. And the third round was Gesture versus Gushui for four. Um, Gushui won it. it this one, if it's possible... This mode looked even less fun than Lucio Ball just because it's so imprecise. There's just so many things that are in the way. Like they used Ilios well as the um the map for this. Your goal was to get the ball into the hole. And like even if you've knocked lined it up perfectly, if like maybe a pixel was out of place and it bounces off something, you're knocking your uh your ball off the ring. I feel like in theory, it was an interesting alternative to Lucio Ball, but in practice, it's just as bad. Yeah. It, from what I saw, it just looked really hectic and wonky. Um, I, that's why I tended to tune off of this. Yeah. It, um, it, but the fact yeah, that like both of the first qualifier matches were pretty much decided by the second player knocking their ball off the map, it's like... It was just really stupid. Um, Gushway and Gesture got a little bit better because there were times where um, they were playing it and it, it did get very tense. It did get to the point of, oh, who's going to get it in first? Um, Gesture just played very hesitantly, so he never had a chance. Like We knew Gushway was going to win from the beginning, just seeing Gesture like being very delicate with his Winston. Um, so I, if if this was a game mode that was put on in the actual game for us to try. I don't think I would play it because it's just like Lucio ball again, but with Winston's. And again, there's two balls. Hooray. 
if, if you're if you're into Lucio Ball, you want to see it with Winston's, I guess you could watch this. But really, there wasn't like I wouldn't consider this a skill challenge of Winston play. This is more just like yeah. knocking a ball into a hole and hoping that it works. Um, I mean, the the cooler one would have been like if they had an obstacle course where like the Winston's had to hop from one place to another. Like you know how they have like Doomfist and Genji parkour. Yeah. Like if they could do that with like a Winston challenge, I know it would take forever um, if they were to do an entire map, but it would be really interesting to see. Or they could have just done Doomfist parkour. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fine <laughs> they too. They literally could have just done that. I mean, it wouldn't be the tanks playing, but like, or, or a Hammond parkour or a swing challenge or something, something yeah. better than this. So now the Genji skill challenge was a little bit more interesting. It was uh, Jinmu, Prophet, Haxall, and Sparkle. 1v1 single Elim, capture point unlocks after 45 seconds. They had 400 HP and faster ult gain. Um, so it was Jinmu versus Prophet for the first one. Uh, for me, the takeaway is just that Prophet is more fun to watch than Jinmu because Jinmu's stone-faced the entire time, but Prophet like, looks like he's actually having fun. Um, so I, I wanted Prophet to win, and Prophet did win. Um, pretty much in this matchup, whoever got the blade first won it, and then Prophet was running the strategy of stay far away, stay far away, farm up ult as fast as possible, then go in and, and get the blade and win. Um, Haxall versus Sparkle was... They, they ran a very different strategy. They were just pretty much at each other the entire time trying to flank. Um, very aggressive play. Um, Sparkle did win it over Hacksaw, and then Prophet versus Sparkle. It's I, I was hoping like the casters were that it was going to be a difference in strategy. Prophet would ideally be running around the backline, just trying to farm up while Sparkle's just chasing him down, and then whoever gets the blade wins. Um, this one was I think was this one also first to five? Yeah, this was still first to five. Uh, but it did go to the nine matches, just back and forth and back and forth. Um, it was this one was a whoop microphone is falling uh this game mode was definitely a lot more interesting than winston just because it's more fast-paced and i feel like there's definitely more to do um so i had fun with this one it, it was i did see sparkle winning this and sparkle did win just solely based on what i knew of him from watching him play with the paris eternal and how dominant his genji was uh, so congrats to Sparkle. We, we kind of expected Sparkle to really like define this, but I one thing yeah that you mentioned, um, Prophet looks like he's having fun, and that one thing that like I watched his match versus like Jinmu, and I was like Prophet looks like he's having so much fun. Like yeah. I wish I could like feel that spark again of like you know having fun playing Overwatch and not making it you know work. Um, or having to worry about you know winning all the time um, and just kind of have have fun with the way how I play the game um, not saying that I don't have fun playing but like sometimes it is it's just a different like, kind of fun at this point yeah it strictly business like when you're when you're on a team it's like we're here to win and that's it like we're we're here to beat the other team like I have to do what I gotta do and that's it like yeah um, versus like having fun with it and being like, okay, well I can, I can kind of goof off a little bit, but I'm still here to win and try to like figure this out. So um, yeah, I, I just wish that like 
I, it probably should be a meme in the Overwatch community. It's like, yeah, like Prophet Smile like wins like certain games. Like he, he's just he's just good. Like just look look at. I, I wish I could find someone who looks at me like Prophet looks at Genji. Like <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> that's the meme template now. <laughs> It's just I, 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 you don't like I. I understand that sometimes people want to see the reactions on the, uh, the face cams. But even when I was at Blizzard Arena, when I, I was there, like no one's looking at their reactions. And I think a lot of the time it's because they don't react. It's just they're they're chatting into the mic. They're the only time that they really react is when like they die unexpectedly or something. And so there's not much to see. But like this is, I think, the first time when I actually enjoyed seeing the face cam because Profit is like, Profit's just having the time of his life. There's no pressure. He's got a chance of winning extra money. He's just having a fun time. Whereas like all the other face cams that you ever see is just their stone face. They're like Buster Keaton stone face. Yeah. Um, it it depends on like who you're really watching. Um, I know a lot of players get expressive like. If you were to watch, like, if you watch Moth stream, like, he's stone-faced for most of the time. But if you get something that's, like, it, it's like a, I, I don't want to say it's like a murder chuckle, but it is kind of in a way. <laughs> like, he finds, like, the craziest kills, and then he's like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, we awakened him. Like, he'd. Like I, in one of the most recent plays that we saw from like a highlight of a stream, he like wall rode all the way from like it's Ilio's gardens, um, last point to contest, and he went all the way from spawn wall riding off of like trees in the side through the window and gets like a boop boop melee and like one click. Yeah, I saw on that a, on a tracer, right? And then you it's just see him Twitter. and he's like, <laughs> you're just like murder oh, chuckle, murder chuckle. Um, he See, has one where he was that. That'd be yeah. so much more fun. If if we could hear more of that or like see it, um, it's it's even better. But I know that like the league, the league itself has um, you know, like mic check or comms check. Um, if they could find more of those moments, like even in the middle of the game, like I would be, it, it would just humanize them a lot more, and it would mm-hmm. make the game a lot more fun to watch. Yeah. And then there's people who like they a lot of the time their mic their mics are or not their mics their cameras are also off so you're just staring at their their portrait the entire time some of them don't have the most flattering portraits um, yeah so and I mean like some of them probably don't look flattering right now just because COVID hair like I know Dante got real scruffy yeah um for me I know this is just like a weird thing that happened with the team I don't do this when I go out to lands obviously but. Like, if it's an in-house thing, um, I tend to feel more comfortable if I'm playing with, like, a fan on and no shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's, like, not TOS. So, I <laughs> like, sometimes I'll just be like, hey, guys, like, I'm going to I'm gonna host you on my friend stream. So, you can do that. I need to play really hard right now. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, I have to take off my shirt. I just have to, I have to do it. <laughs> like... They're like, okay. And then they watch from this friend stream and they're like, okay, uh, he's doing a lot better now. Like, there was one game we were playing, um, we were playing late at night. And I was like, you know what? I have to end the stream. I have to do this. And like, my friend was streaming from her perspective and she's like, okay, this is, this is fine. And so I ended it and I hosted her. And then I 
I get like I like kill the entire team like by myself in like one round and I'm like dude it was the shirt it was holding me back it's like Rock Lee's like ankle weights versus Gara man like you know seeing that like, meme the everywhere. shirt comes off like boom you know like yeah that's, yep. that's what it is it's, it's Piccolo's turban hitting the ground like this is that's what it is <laughs> so it's not just an anime thing it's well it because it, it can be an anime thing but for the most part it's not it's just like what we do <laughs> <laughs> just stripping for performance it, it it makes you more aerodynamic in a game <laughs> that requires you to sit down completely still <laughs> gotta get that that aerodynamic thumb motion in you know yeah, exactly I just feel more loose. I don't know. It just, it just feels better. <laughs> no restriction from the cloth prison. Exactly. Uh, I would recommend doing it if you know that your face can be shown. Uh, don't don't do that. You could wear a lighter shirt. Um, but yeah, don't go. Don't don't strip. You, you know what really helps out with with not having to strip wearing a jersey. Uh, hmm. Not that I would ever know what that feels like because I never <laughs> got my jersey. Uh, but like, for real though, like jerseys have that breathable material, so like it's not like trapping in your heat all of yeah. all the time. So like, having that actually helps out um, because I I tend to get warm really quick. So moving on to the honor skill challenge, this one was a lot more fun. This was very quick paced, uh, two rounds, nine players. Um, First to 20 kills wins, five-minute time limit, top four advance to the next round. Uh, Ana has, I think, 20 health. So it's it's one shot, one kill, which was really crazy. Um, so it was Shu, Izayaki, Jonak, Molly, Bebe, Creative, Highly, Violet, and Alarm. Um, I, I wrote a, a lot of, of things down, but uh, it, it was pretty much Jonak all the way. Violet, a lot of chasing here. Highly and Izayaki were also very close behind. There was a lot of, on these top four, there was a lot of just back and forth who was grabbing the uh, the top spot. But once Jonak was like firmly seated, uh, Jonak really dominated. And, and in the second round, same thing. Jonak won at 18. Izayaki got second place with 16 and highly tied with Violet at 14. Um, this will be a fun mode to play just because it's so chaotic. Yeah, this this one looked like a lot of fun, and it was quick. It was a quicker like event in general. Like twenty kills, one shot, one kills, uh, is a lot more interesting to watch. Um, I feel like this would have been also fun if it was sleep and eat, but that's more sleep dart based challenge um, versus like landing your shots kind of deal. Yeah. So my favorite one though was the who is meta challenge. Um, this was Leave, Sparkle, Ons, Hawksaw, Glister, Fleta, Birdring, and Rascal. Um, Rascal was the only one this didn't apply to, but pretty much if you had a Fleta deadlift throughout the entire season, which was having, I think, at least 50% uh, final blows for your team in a map, um, then you were in one of the people invited to play this. Rascal didn't have one, but they invited him anyway, uh, which was is very ironic. Um, so they chose this match as a kind of in honor of Fleta getting the um, MVP award this year because he's known for being able to play any character. Hero Gauntlet is most of the characters. So um, here we have the Who Is Meta Challenge. Uh, this was really crazy just because Birdring had such an early lead. Birdling was, Birdring was just 
a monster until he got to the Reinhardt phase, um, where he just literally could not get any kills. And then you've got um, then you've got people like Leave and Rascal like just zooming past him. Rascal gets that final Torbjorn hammer kill because when you're in Torbjorn, you only get the hammer. And it's like, it's crazy because Rascal's the only character who doesn't have a Fleta deadlift. And Fleta, who this mode is based on, is in last place with only 15 kills. It's all about the hero gauntlet and being like able to play this mode, you know? Um, and it's kind of interesting that, you, you know, once again, the, the irony is Rascal's the only player who doesn't fit the technical like aspects of it, but like ends up like winning it. <laughs> like yeah uh it he doesn't have the technical like parts of it but he ends up like doing so much um in general so yeah this it should be renamed now uh let us let it get stomped at his own like birthday party essentially at this yeah it's it's like going to your birthday party and rascal just opened all the presents already <laughs> like he's just like in the other room unwrapping them all he ate your cake too yeah, he he ate your cake and gave you like he just gave you the top frosting. And so now we go to the widow 1v1 showdown. I I really had a tough time with this. Like I expected it to be fun. I did not expect it to be 2 hours long. There's just absolutely way too much dead time. There's there's no reason for this to be 2 hours long. Um it was first to five kills, headshots only, no assault rifle, no capture point. After 60 seconds, um, characters are revealed. You can only crouch two times per second, a draw after five minutes. Um, and it was on Spake and Jack, Carpe, DM, Fitz, Glister, Godsby, and Happy. Um, it got really boring. The only one match that I really liked was Carpe versus DM. Um, on one hand, because it's funny seeing Carpe Diem, but also just their style of playing was was very varied throughout the entirety of it. It went to nine, so it was it was a four to five win for Diem. Uh, Diem was also the winner of this last year, but like, whereas in some matches you see they're just like either running at each other full tilt, trying to get that quick headshot, or they're just scoping around the entire time. With Carpe and Diem, it was it was a variety like. They start out being very safe, waiting for the, the reveal to kick in, dancing around the statue, and then Carpe gets the first kill. Um, and then they go more aggressive the second round, like grappling around, like going for that aerial headshot, like going for each other. So this match didn't feel like it was boring. This was like, this is what I wanted out of a Widow 1v1. Um, and the rest of it was just kind of boring. Um, the last one, the finals was just, was Ons versus DM. And it was just absolutely painful because the entire time they're just hiding around pillars and there's nothing going on. So um, if they are going to do a Widow 1v1 next year, they need to learn how to keep it um, how to keep it like that Carpe versus Dia match where it's, it's always fast-paced and you actually really don't know who's going to win. Yeah, just... Uh, could, could there be a way to not make the rounds like stupid long, right? I think like, best of five instead of first of five would have been much more manageable for at least yeah. like the qualifiers. And then like best of nine instead of first to nine. Yeah. That, that's probably the better way of doing it for sure. I mean, I felt like when I was watching these games, it just took so long. Like 
I was watching Ons versus DM. Like, I caught the last match, and I was like, dude, they're just, like, dancing around for 10 years. Yeah, like, it's... Because Widow's a very patient character. Yeah, you like, you're to supposed to wait. Slowly. Yeah. You have to wait and find the information and then act on it. But, like, yeah, these games felt like it took forever. It felt like I could have I could have left, ate dinner, like, had dessert, and then, like, come back, and it, they'd still be going. Like, these guys... Yeah. Like, if they wanted to make this more interesting, I feel like if they lowered the round time to two minutes or uh-huh. something like that, like, it forces them to do something, and then if it's a draw, it just resets. It's like a... Yeah. It's like a 1-1 one, one for each of them. Um, like, there was that one in... um. I think the 11th round, like they, they're literally waiting to the last one minute before they decide like mutually, okay, let's actually try right now. Yeah. Like it, that was four wasted minutes of our lives, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. We can't, we don't get those four minutes back. You know how many hot pockets that is? It's like, it's at least, it's at least one, maybe two, if you have a good microwave, like, like that's how, I don't know. That's how I measure Which my kind time of hot now. pocket though. Cause that's apparent determines whether the hot pocket's worth it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'm I'm a classic guy. Like a pepperoni is fine, but like, um, yeah, I, I just it's just like okay. yeah, that's two hot pockets. That's two that's two full hot pockets. Uh, I am a uh, that, meatball or a ham and cheese or sometimes the breakfast hot pocket person. I'm, I used I'm to eat a lot of hot pockets, hot pockets in like senior year of high school, and I haven't eaten one since. But like, I remember those late night hot pockets. Exactly. Like we could have could have had two at that point like you could have oh, had an yes. entire box of hot pockets uh like yeah it just took you it took too long or if you had more microwaves you could have had more hot pockets oh yeah you could <laughs> just <laughs> how many how many microwaves the hot pocket ratio are we actually going for i mean i had two <laughs> i have two microwaves in my house right now one of them is broken but like if it was working i mean i could have had more hot pockets you know yeah it, it's it's uh <laughs> It's a true struggle out here. Do international people have hot pockets? I wonder. I, I think they do. I think they have hot pockets of sorts. If you don't okay. have hot pockets in your country, to our international viewers, they are these uh, these kind of pastry things in the freezer aisle where it's like, it's this crust and on the inside it's filling or whatever. Um, it's like a pie in essence, like a, a kind of like a portable pie. That you it's like, like to a, put it in this crisper sleeve and you pop it in the microwave for like two minutes or something. I think I think apple turnovers or something that's like yeah, yeah McDonald's. Yeah. Essentially, like the it's apple like an apple McDonald's. turnover, yeah, yeah but like it. with different meat fillings potentially oh, on God, the inside. I want if a you McDonald's want apple pie. Thank you, I Kevin. Mean, no problem. I want a McDonald's apple pie right now so badly. Uh, I mean, we could order it. <laughs> it's a totally, totally a doable thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's for, for in terms of like burning time, like this match was way too long. Um, we got to a point where I was just like, okay, when does this round end? I'll just rewind for half a second to see who shot and then just go back. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like I was falling asleep. I actually fell asleep while watching this. Yeah. It's, it needs, it needed to be quicker. It didn't need to be a five minute draw. It needs to be a two minute, like, Either two or you could even make it like if you want to put them on a real clock, just put them 90 seconds and then just tell them like, okay, you have 90 seconds after one minute, like the last 30 seconds they reveal. Yeah. So then you have to like go and do what you have to do. I mean, that's not saying like the game, the plays weren't impressive. Like 
there were some really sick like aerial shots and i think the, the shot to win was dm threading a shot through a pillar in a tree to hit ons while he's strafing so just the amount like it's it's clear that they that dm deserves to win this like he's amazing with that his shots but like he could have done it faster he really could have all right so um moving on to the actual game uh it, i don't know it felt kind of th- this just felt so hastily thrown together like i know they're not taking it seriously it's like it's the all-star games are they're just to show off it's like how i realized in the nba like the all-star games they're not actually trying they're just there to play and have fun usually um but they the actual all-star match was first to two um out of four maps i think i don't know why they played a third map also maybe it was best of three i don't know they didn't explain it very well uh, Achilles and wolf didn't seem like they were given all the information they needed uh, the first map was a standard 6v6 map two was the it said the team opponent picks the heroes for a 2-2-2 escort but i don't even know who picked the heroes um in this they were just kind of given their roster of who they had to play and they just stuck with it um, map three was a tiny overwatch on control and map four which i would have liked to see was um breaking broken up between the three maps all damage all tank and all support for control uh, we didn't get to see that one um i i really wonder why did they start on the standard 6v6 because that's like that's what we see all the time it, like we're, we're not here to see actual standard overwatch play. we're here to see you do these wonky things so i think maybe they should have started on um one of the other three maps and then if they had to be a tiebreaker then the standard 6v6 maybe they were just trying to get like a feel for it at first i don't know i just it wasn't in my opinion the right way to go um we had our two teams triple a yaki carpe glister Haxall, mono chohyobin amang krong toby jonak shu and itsyaki and then team universe fleta profit decay ons fearless hanbin gushui li Zhegong, alarm Violet and Myungbong. I, I mentioned the dead time and the widow. We had 15 minutes of dead time before we even started. Why? Yeah, the, you would expect them to figure <laughs> out the technical difficulties by now, but uh, yeah, the 15 minute dead time is just like uh, I don't know how else to explain it. Like when you're in a uh, in a tournament or like in a actual broadcast, like every minute that you're wasting and they're burning like that means that you're losing more and more people. Um, I understand that these guys are like, well, all right, we're recording this to YouTube so they could go back and watch it whenever, but you're also losing out on like people who won't even like tune in to see the rest of it. So um, a 15 minute dead time is, is pretty bad unless you have like an ad roll or something like that, that you have to do. Um, it would have at least given us some background noise besides waiting for the timer. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just easier to digest that way. Um, yeah. That's all I got to say about the sad 15 timer. That's uh, <laughs> once again, if you're measuring in hot pockets, that's about, uh, that's a solid either anywhere between five and seven hot pockets. So that's uh, See now I feel like for dinner, lot. I have to have hot pockets and an apple pie from McDonald's. Like, I mean, just one in each hand. <laughs> um, okay, so map one was on Blizzard World, the standard 6v6. Um, 
I feel I think in the end, out of all these three matches, everybody got to play at least once. I think I'm not sure they rotated out their uh, their starting lineup, um, but AAA was just completely full held. Uh, Universe got their one tick on their attack and they won it. Um, I think an interesting thing to note is that I, of course, it's the All Star game, so this would make sense. But they were allowed to rock the All Star skin. We saw the All Star Diva and we saw the All Star Ryan. I wonder if it was like stipulated to the players that they have to play at least one round with the All Star skins. Um, but my question is like, why can't why can't they use those skins during the actual Overwatch League season? Um, like Jonak, why isn't Jonak allowed to use his his Octopus Man skin? when he's playing like he's Jonak like he should like if you only let Jonak play it you still wouldn't get confused because it's like Jonak colors Jonak character NYXL colors like you know it's him yeah it like we should let our players like use the use the skins that are named after them yeah um or at least like let them have that option um, if they want to, yeah. Why? Like, what is stopping you? Like, if if you see the the aerial ace Winston on the field, like, you know it's gonna be the London Spitfire. Yeah. Um. I guess the only thing would be like confusion of like hitbox or registration for like newer players. But honestly, like, it they're keeping the same hitbox for the most part. Um. Unless you're dumb and you decide to wear that skin with a feather that goes straight up. <laughs> Um, or the Zenyatta has the same thing. So yeah, just don't, just don't use those skins. Um, I guess the other thing is like some skins are harder to see on different maps. Um, but really, it's not that bad. Yeah. So we move from here onto Rialto, where which was it's essentially the same thing, but it's just like a forced two-two-two. You're they're required to run. Reaper McCree, Ryan, Zarya, Lucio, and Anna. Um, Universe won this again. Triple um, A looked like they were going to win it, but they uh, they 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 didn't see nine technically. Um, they kind of did. They they did this thing where they were they were being chased away by Universe, but then they did an ult dump, took out Universe. But by the time they got back to the cart, time had run out. So I don't know if we count that as a C9, but they just didn't touch the cart to push it. Otherwise, they probably would have won. Um, Universe didn't have that problem. They capped the point. Um, so at, at this point, Universe has already won the uh, the tournament, but they did go to Tiny Overwatch, which was... Uh, I haven't played this mode because every single time I try, like I get dragged into an actual game out of the uh, the workshop. But Tiny Overwatch is you grow as you get kills and your damage also scales. Um, this doesn't answer the question of if you get too big, are you like unable to move through doorways? Um, but they did this on Lijiang Tower, and this was actually really fun to watch because I didn't realize that when you're smaller, like your movement speed is like higher to compensate. So this was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, Tiny Overwatch is actually a really fun game mode. If you haven't tried it, uh, for sure do. Um, that's why when the the scaling thing happened, when there was a there's a patch thing that said like hey we're doing um we're we're allowing characters to scale themselves and have different voice lines depending on their size um tiny overwatch was out before that and it was just difficult to know like how big an enemy was 
But now that it is scaled, it really does help. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like just the scale of everything. Like there was one moment where a man is on his ball on um, Gardens and Lee Jung Tower. He, he, he's hiding in the corner or like no one notices that he's there until eventually the Roadhog sees him, hooks him, tries to do the hook shot combo, but he's so small that it misses. So just the, the, the ability to play with size and how it affects how you would normally play is kind of fascinating. And I'd, I'd love to see that more often as just like one of the promoted game modes in the arcade. Yeah, I wish that we could get more Tiny Overwatch like official by, um, by Blizzard itself. It would probably get something that, that looks really good. Now, the, the question on Tiny Overwatch is, does, did Blizzard officially recognize whoever invented this mode? Because if not, then they really should. Like, like, you didn't invent this Blizzard. Someone else did. Yeah, they, that's the one thing that they have to do. Like, um, Once again, I'm, I'm going to reference back to my boomer days of Dota 2, but... Um, they when they have their workshop modes available um blizzard or um valve will actually give them a portion of money um depending on what the mode is you know um so for example like a lot of the workshop stuff on in blizzard is or not blizzard why do i keep saying blizzard valve um all the all the stuff that valve has on their workshop um are mainly like cosmetics and stuff like that um, but if it's implemented into the game, every single time that somebody buys a key or a ticket to get some of that money, um, they get like a certain portion of it to themselves. Like they get royalties off of them their item being in the game. We kind of need that as well for Overwatch. If they're going to do the same thing for the game modes, just say like, hey, we'll pay you X amount of money for the code and to like, polish it get ours. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of of money um let's go into that aspect of it so this was the asia games they obviously had more um challenges than the north american games which i i really don't understand why so there's a, a much larger prize pool for this um the all-star game winners uh which was team universe they got ninety thousand dollars the Widowmaker 1v1 winner which was dm got fifty thousand fifteen thousand dollars ons as the runner-up got seventy five hundreds or that got seven thousand five hundred um, the Winston Skill Challenge winner, who was um, Gushway, I believe. Hold on, where's my notes? Yeah, Gushway. Who's Gushway? He won. He won uh, four thousand dollars. The Genji Skill Challenge winner, who was Sparkle, got four thousand dollars. The Onaskin Skill Challenge winner, Jonak, got four thousand dollars. And the Who Is Meta winner, Rascal, got three thousand um, dollars. I really do hope that we get different um we, we get some events during the north american all-star game because if not it's just the talent takedown and the uh the all-star game which is going to be probably pretty boring if that's all we do get it, it's going to feel like this event was absolutely rushed which is a sad sad state of of reality actually right now a lot of things are just having to be rushed out because it's COVID times um but the last thing I guess that happened in the uh, the All Star game was the uh, the Roll Stars were announced. So on damage we had Fleta, Sparkle, Carpe, uh, Ons, and Lip getting that special recognition. So whenever they play next season, um, they're going to have that little icon next to their name. Uh, on tank we've got Fearless, Void, Choi Hyobin, and Krong. 
And on support, we have Alarm, Lee Jae Gong, Violet, and FD God. Um, I don't know if this is it. I hope this isn't it. I hope we do actually get an announcement for the uh, the American region because um, there's definitely some really good play coming out of there. Like I really do think Funny Astro definitely deserves recognition on the healer. I hope that they expand this out as well. And I think that we're going to get that after the All-Star game, which is going to be next week. So um, make sure to tune in and watch the NA NA one as well. There there should be more to follow up. So now that we've seen the events in the Asia region, Kevin, um, do you think we're going to get some more events for North America? And if so, um, what are they and what can we, what can they hopefully learn in the week between um, when they showed this and when they implement it in North America to make it more smooth? Um, I honestly don't think that we're going to be getting more games, uh, more like, pre-games before the all-star one just because like a lot of the players are currently in korea and that would make the ping a little uh a little tricky um i wouldn't mind if they did it after like imagine if they use that as like a warm-up to the world cup that would be pretty fun um just like a cool way of saying like hey you know what we're, we're still doing something uh, um something worth watching so yeah we need we need that um we need like we're, we are going to watch the altar game but like if there was more stuff ahead of time i wish that they would polish up for sure the widow 1v1 um i would eliminate the winston challenge like i understand that you want to give tank player something to do but just give us diva racing and we'll be good to go um oh my god diva racing yes yeah like like diva booster racing that's like one of my favorite ones it's like playing a uh, star fox all over again um but we need that um we get yeah just different games and i would say if you are going to have the widow one you would have to tighten it up a little bit um give me lucio surfing too um or like you know the the lucio floors lava challenge uh that would be a lot of fun because we know that these guys have practiced those those maps as well so um i i just want to see what they do so overall feelings and takeaways from the all-star game kevin um, I think the pre-games were just meh. Uh, I, it was cool to see some of them, like, you know, the Who is Meta challenge. I thought the, uh, I thought the Genji skill challenge was, was fun to watch a little bit. Um, but overall, I think that it was, it's mainly just a warm-up for the All-Star game itself. Um, and the All-Star game was, was solid. I just feel like it was just organized weird. Um, I just wish that they didn't start with the standard 6v6. Uh, they did something different. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was interesting to see. Yeah. I feel like you definitely hit the nail on the head. I do wish that like we got maybe a sense that they were having more fun, like profit. Um, I feel like profit was the only one, like who was just there to enjoy himself just from what we, we saw at the limited kill cams or face cams that we were able to see. Um, cause I mean, in the end, this doesn't really count for anything. It's just an opportunity for them to earn more money and just show off their skills. So uh, I don't know how that's going to, maybe that's just a cultural thing in Asia. Maybe it's just the, they, the guys don't like to email. Maybe we'll see a little bit more of a, an enjoyment from the, uh, the Western region, but uh, we'll, we'll find out on the weekend. On October 3rd, we're getting the North American All-Star League game. Um, it's going to be from 12 to 4 p.m. Pacific time. So yay for us West Coasters, uh, not have to be up at 
whatever hour, um, 3 to 7 a.m. I believe that's Chinese Standard Time and 4 to 8 a.m. Korean Standard Time, I think. Uh, anything to add, Kevin, before we sign off for the week? Um, I, I guess final words is just play with your friends. Make sure that everybody's doing what they doing what they need to do and eat hot pockets. All right. Well, thanks guys for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you next week. Next week, we take a look at the NA All-Star Games as we move closer to the Overwatch League Finals. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.